Higher inflation and market volatility has put some investors on the defensive. On today's show, we'll examine ETF strategies for buffering your portfolio with dividend income. Plus, we'll examine why value stocks could be poised for a major breakout. Lance McRae at Advisors Asset Management joins us right after this. Welcome to the program. I'm Ariane Alcorta with ETF Guide. Thank you for joining us. If you're new to ETF Guide TV, be sure to hit the subscribe button below. This will ensure you're, you never miss any of our original episodes like Spotlight, ETF Battles, and other shows in our program lineup. We also encourage you to post your thoughts or questions in the comment section below. Now let's get right into it. Investors are on high alert due to stock market volatility and soaring inflation. Today, we will discuss how buffering your portfolio with dividend income could be one strategy for combating the challenging climate. Lance McRae is here with us to elaborate more on this. He is the head of ETF product at Advisors Asset Management. Lance, welcome. Thanks for having me. Since the start of 2022, we've seen a huge swing in market sentiment away from high-flying growth stocks into value stocks. And this changing sentiment has lifted the AAM and S&P 500 high dividend value ETF higher, and that's ticker SPDV. So Lance, how has the shift from growth stocks to value benefited SPDV? Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's, um, it's definitely seen some large swings, right? Especially on a year to date basis. Um, you know, the impact of, of rising rates, potential inflation going forward has really gotten a lot of investors to start thinking about, you know, should we be, you know, heavily allocated into the growth oriented area of the domestic equity market? And, uh, you know, what we've seen over the last few weeks and, you know, to be honest with you, the last, last month or so has been completely different than what we've seen, you know, since, uh, coming out of the financial crisis. People are starting to worry about valuations. People are starting to, um, worry about the impact of rising rates. And as you mentioned, you know, inflation is here. So uh, the last month or so has been a fantastic time for value-oriented stocks over their growth peers. If you look at some of the more broad, broad-based uh, indices, you know, comparing the S&P 500 value index um, compared to its S&P 500 growth uh, counterpart, the value index has outperformed it by nearly 9% on a year-to-date basis. And, and mind you, you know, we're still in January. Um, more importantly, if you look even uh, at uh, the, the underlying index of SPDV, which is the S&P 500 uh, dividend and free cash flow yield index, that underlying index, which really focuses and really takes a focus on, on deep value securities that are offering higher high yield, um, but also have you know, dividend paying companies that are producing a lot of cash flow, um, has outperformed the S&P 500 growth index by nearly 12% so far in January or year to, year to date. So it certainly appears that, you know, there has, as you said, there has been a huge swing um, in, in investors, at least for the first part of 2022, have really migrated to sort of quality dividend paying uh, stocks versus uh, the growth oriented uh, stocks that have really fared so well for the past decade. So regarding SPDV, you know, SPDV is a very unique strategy. Um, from a dividend perspective. And there's really two big components. Um, number one is security selection. And number two is the weighting scheme. So if we, if we just look at the, 
the security selection, what really makes it different than a lot of the dividend and value products that are currently in the marketplace is that we look at not only you know valuation metrics, um, but we also look at dividend yield and we blend them together. So we're taking five securities from each of the 11 gig sector, sectors to have the best combination of highest dividend yield and highest free cash flow yield. Um, you know, history has shown us historically that dividend paying stocks have outperformed those stocks that don't pay dividends over time. But also we know the importance of, of dividend sustainability and the, the ability for a company to maintain and grow its dividend over time. And that's why we, we really blend these two metrics together, these value, these traditional valuation metrics together. So we're getting high dividend paying stocks, but we're also getting companies that have have high free cash flow and have the ability to maintain and grow those. Um, on the weighting scheme side, our portfolio is, is an equal weight portfolio. And really that lends itself well to the value oriented goal of our strategy, because if you really think about it, a, a equal weighting scheme is really buy low, sell high. So not only do you get a, a security selection that is focused on value and dividend paying stocks, but you pair that with a weighting scheme that also accentuates you know, value a value oriented portfolio. And it's really, really a unique solution, which at the end of the day, you're looking at about 55 securities. You have a high SEC, a high, high dividend yield, which at 1231 was about 339. And you have very attractive valuation. Some may even say it's a deep value strategy um, compared to its other, you know, core value oriented strategy. So a very, very uh, unique product on the dividend side, which is something that we, you know, we really strive ourselves on to help investors, help advisors meet their demand and meet their goals. And in this environment, a lot of investors are sort of migrating from growth-oriented stocks into value-oriented stocks and really looking for the buffer of a dividend-paying stock to help in this, in this, you know, elevated levels of volatility that we've experienced recently. Lance, and according to analyst surveys, the Federal Reserve is expected to lift interest rates three or four times this year. That's probably bad news for bond ETFs and funds with longer durations. On the other hand, the AAM Low Duration Preferred and Income Securities ETF, or commonly known as PFLD, is taking a unique approach to hedging against higher interest rates. So tell us more about it. PFLD is, again, it's a very unique solution that we brought to market. And, and it's really created to meet the demand and, the, and, and help investors and advisors um, meet their income solutions, right? In this world, as you mentioned, um, with rising rates and, and the uh, inflation, you know, staring at us in the face, um, you know, traditional fixed income products are going to essentially feel the wrath of rising rates, right? Um, and, and that's, you know, Obviously, rising rates is helpful from an income standpoint going forward, but it also has a negative impact on current fixed income portfolios. And as rates rise, prices decrease, and that is going to be a, a large drag on traditional fixed income securities. And for those investors that are looking for meaningful income, you know, don't forget, you know, the 10 years at what, 175 still today up uh, approach, approaching 180, we're still at historically low interest rate. And it's very hard to find meaningful income in this type of environment. So PFLD is a very unique solution. It leverages the benefits of the preferred market, which, you know, have, have historically yielded higher rates than their traditional fixed income counterparts. Um, so 
That is one true benefit of the preferred market, but also the diversification standpoint, the low beta, the low correlation to traditional bonds and fixed income, and also equity markets. So in this environment with uh, heightened volatility um, metrics, the potential diversification benefits of PFLD can be very, very attractive. And then throw on top of that the fact that PFLD focuses on low duration preferred. So you're getting exposure to preferred securities that have an effective duration of less than one. And what does that mean? That means if rates do rise, you are getting a very uh, attractive income level, but you're not going to be as impacted um, by the rising of interest rates as if you were in one of the longer duration preferred products in the market, which generally come with a duration of around four or five. So you're getting a substantial reduction in interest rate volatility. Uh, the 1231 SEC yield was 526. And on top of that, nearly 60% of this portfolio is qualified dividend income, which means that you have preferential tax treatment on the income. You're getting a high level of income. You're getting an even higher level of after-tax income with minimal interest rate exposure with the duration around 1.17 as of 1231. So very attractive product in this environment, what I would call an alternative income solution for those that can't find the yield in traditional fixed income or equity products. And also, um, in the meantime, minimizing your exposure to duration risk or interest rate risk. Um, so a fantastic product that's up over 1,200% uh, over the last year in, in assets and one that we think is going to be a, a very interesting solution for those investors looking for income and worried about rising rates in 2022. Great. And Lance, earlier we talked about how about high dividend value investing in U.S. stocks. But it's interesting to see how that same tactical approach seems to be working for international stocks. AAM offers high dividend value strategies on both developed markets, DMDV, and emerging markets, EEMD. What important trends are you seeing in foreign stocks? Well, I think the first thing that we, as, as U.S. investors, domestic investors, the hurdle that we really have to get over is the home bias, right, of, of being invested, you know, largely in the U.S. domestic uh, market and and quite honestly that has been that has proven to be very fruitful over the last decade in that you know U.S. domestic equities have performed relatively well um, but from a diversification standpoint you know we're seeing a lot of investors a lot of advisors sort of dialed down the exposure to to U.S. domestic equities and they're starting to look in international and emerging markets um, mainly because of valuations it's very attractive. Um, there are pockets of the international exposure, uh, international market, UK, Japan, some of the broad-based Eurozone countries that, that really have attractive risk-reward profiles, right? And we're going to be focusing on very the, the same sectors that were focused here on the U.S., right? Those value-oriented sectors that have really been beaten down. Um, but we're also focused, we, you know, we do believe as, as, um, as a firm that we're bullish on emerging markets as well, right? And we think there's a lot of upside in China. Um, we do see high levels of potential return out there in 2022, but also don't forget, we do expect to see a lot of increase in volatility as well around geopolitical issues. Um, so to, to get back to your main, your main question is, our high dividend value suite, whether you're looking for U.S. domestic equities, international, uh, international equities, or even emerging market equities, if you're a believer in our common sense investment thesis or strategy that it pays to in high dividend paying companies that are generating high cash flow, that are attractively valued, 
Um, you can carry that through the domestic equity market with SPDV. You can look into DMDV, which is our international equity portfolio, and EEMD as well. So again, three solutions, three uh, the same strategy, just different starting universes. The, 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 the benefits are the same. A fairly highly concentrated portfolio of around 55 names, high dividend paying stocks, companies that are generating positive free cash flow, sector diver diversification across all 11 sectors. And also, don't forget, all three of these products also pay monthly distributions. So it provides the investor the ability to, one, use that income on a monthly basis or reinvest those dividends to really leverage the benefits of compounding um, of the dividends for long-term capital appreciation as well. So um, we, do, uh, we do favor international and developed markets um, as well as emerging markets. We think it's an area that many investors should start to, to look at in 2022. And we're really optimistic about those markets going forward. Lens, one final question before we take off. Inflation is something that financial advisors and investors are constantly trying to tackle. Now that the optic in global inflation is here, why do you believe a dividend income approach is the right remedy? It, well, I, I think the extension of what we've seen those thus far in 2022 is, is you know, going to continue. Um, the, the fact that people or the investors are sort of, you know, pivoting from high growth oriented stocks, right, in the face of rising interest rates, in the face of inflation, right? Many investors are thinking about equity duration, right, which is the, the concept that that rising interest rates will be headwinds for growth oriented companies, right? The present value of future cash flows is really going to hinder those companies that are, are, are sort of being held up or propped up on future cash flows. So as, as interest rates rise, that is going to be a big headwind for growth oriented stocks. And that is one reason why we're seeing a lot of investors sort of pivot and looking for high cash flow generating products, companies that have stable top, uh, business lines that are generating revenue, generating profit, and really creating cash flow, right? And that's one way to minimize your exposure to equity duration. You know, additionally, I think the consensus across the street is that gross margin should remain stable in 2022. Now, the likely outcome will be that corporate earnings may not outpace what we saw in 2021. So therefore, you know, growth metrics might not be as strong. And if you take that one step further, the impact um, of dividend income, um, not only in the fixed income market, but also in the equity market is going to be a major driver of total long-term um, uh, appreciation. Or if you look at, you know, total return in 2022, it's, it's potential that the, that, that dividend income is going to be a major driver of total return in 2022. So, um, you know, in the face of rising rates and inflation, um, we do feel that, you know, high dividend paying stocks with positive free cash flow, attractive valuations are a very attractive place to be heading into 2022. Thank you so much, Lance, for your insights. We have come to an end to this discussion, and we do appreciate all of your invaluable thoughts on here. Thank you so much for coming. To learn more about dividend income investing and ETF lineup at Advisors Asset Management, visit aamlive.com. The link is posted in the description section below. Don't forget to subscribe to ETF Guide TV. Tell us how you've been enjoying our timely programs like this one, along with ETF battles and many others. You can also find us on Twitter at ETF Guide. I'm Ariane Alcorta. Thanks for watching. Thank you.